0: Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our minds. Booyah. Here we are. Here we are. It's a gloomy Saturday. Overcast. It's the perfect day for... The focus of our podcast episode <laughs> yeah, today we're we're getting super cozy and we're really excited about this topic. We've committed a lot, like we literally changed out of our regular clothing into comfy clothing. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we're going for it. so get ready for that in the main section. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out the title of this episode, we're talking <laughs> about <hygge>. huga, huga, Hoga, <laughs> which I guarantee you we're still saying wrong, but probably yeah. There's I've probably heard it. like more of an accent to it. Yeah. The inflection. Yeah. It's that like we're getting wrong. Yeah. Huga. Huga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool. we'll get there. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Because okay. my salty. Laura's <laughs> bringing the heavy hitter this week. Yeah. I texted Sarah in advance and told her I'm going to go in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do both of mine and then you do both of yours. Okay. Because my, my suite is a good segue into our. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll start with my salty. So last weekend for me was super busy where both days I had to actually set an alarm, mm-hmm. get up, get ready almost like as if I was going to work. And actually last Saturday I did get up and go to work. So, and then Sunday we were gone the whole day doing stuff. And then... Monday night, got home from work and immediately went out to dinner with my family, which was the whole evening, which was really nice. But it's just been one of those weeks where, you know, my whole weekend, it just kind of felt like plowing through almost like weekdays and I've been doing over time. So then this whole week, I was just kind of on edge because whenever that happens, I just constantly feel like I'm behind on all my things. So all week, I just had to keep telling myself, like, Sarah, chill out. There's nothing you really need to be doing. Just take a breath. And, like, the only thing you need to worry about this week is just make sure you're getting enough sleep and eating well. Like, that's it. Right. You know? Maslow's (laughs) hierarchy of needs. Exactly. So, you know, it's just in the back of my brain, I'm thinking about all the things I should be doing, all the things I didn't do over the weekend because I was busy with other stuff. So I just had to, you know, tell myself to slow down, take it easy. Like, Mm -hmm. not every week is going to be a perfectly productive week. Sometimes things are crazy. You know, my workout was a whole different thing. I, like, took a pause from the... Kelsey Wells. The Kelsey Wells, because I just knew first thing I said, I'm not going to get through it this week. So I just paused it, and then I'll pick up where I left off And that's okay. So what? Exactly. So... Yeah. But it was just, I just hate that feeling and I can tell I'm just tense and stuff and I just have to take a breath. Mm-hmm. But also I'm PMSing, so that probably isn't helping. I think we may be aligned. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I sync up with everybody. At some I'm point. synced. If you were PMSing this week, then we are aligned. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how my week was. And yeah, it's like I was busy with all, you know, good things, whatever. Mm-hmm. I did have some time to chill last weekend, but it just wasn't enough for my brain. I'm an extrovert. I love having plans. I love meeting up with people. Yeah. But I need my weekdays, especially after my workday, mm-hmm. to be pretty dang calm. Yeah. And when you have yeah. those things where it's like, well, we're meeting up for dinner with this. We're going to go do that. I mm-hmm. need to make sure this is done by this. In your evening times, mm-hmm. it, it gets to me a lot, too. Yeah. So... Yeah, Stressful. and then with, like, working a little bit late every night mm-hmm. gets me home a little later, and then if I have to get groceries, and by the time we make dinner, yeah, next thing you know, it's, like, the whole night's gone. Yeah, it sucks. So, yeah, but this weekend is much more chill, so that's good. I'm excited for next week to feel more in my normal headspace, but my sweet is that Part of the craziness of last weekend was after we recorded, we went to brunch at our favorite restaurant, which is Luca (sighs) here in Lancaster. (laughs) But it was just so good. Like I knew they they recently started doing brunch. So this was our first time going for that. And it was just so good. It was so good that I was talking about it on Friday. Yeah. Like (laughs) I kept just randomly thinking about it. Um, I did post about it on my Instagram, so I'll link to that in the show notes because oh my god, it's just so good. But like my espresso cocktail that I had, that was banging. It was just like everything I ever want. And I always want to get coffee cocktails, but usually I'm drinking later in the day mm-hmm. and I for sure can't. But also, I knew that they had decaf espresso, so even though it was morning, I still got decaf cuz that would have made me insane. It was delicious. <laughs> the alcohol and the caffeine. So you yeah, have oh, it was so good. And then, of course, the Sticky vents, which we'll talk about more later. <laughs> but, yeah. So, It was great. Dang delicious. And now I, I just want to go again. Yeah, so recommendation, if you're ever in Lancaster and you're looking for a brunch spot, Yeah. Definitely check out Luca. Mm-hmm. And you can make a reservation online, but they seem like they have open spots it seemed like it when we were there and we were there on a yeah. Saturday Saturday morning Sunday morning I can't remember but either way there Sunday. were many open tables so yeah but it is new so I think a lot of people in this city might not realize that they're open for brunch yet so yeah that could change they definitely haven't really pitched it that much online right so because even a friend who lives in the city messaged me because she didn't realize dude that they were doing that best secret in Lancaster right now yeah so good check it out if you can would you say the sticky bun was your favorite out of everything we ordered? Because we ordered a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was. It was really good. Yeah. And that and the cocktail. Yeah, the cocktail is good. Yeah. And even Luke's um, Luke got the Bloody Maria, mm-hmm. which had tomato gin in it. And I don't like... Bloody Mary's, but I did have a sip of his, and it was, like, definitely the best-tasting thing like that I've ever tried. Right, that savory cocktail Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah. so, like, I still wouldn't order it for myself, but Mm -hmm. if someone's into that, that's probably one of the best you could get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was delicious. So much so, we had to order some for this episode, so... Yeah. More on that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let me get into my salty first. Okay, let's hear it. My salty is that, um... Obviously, we all know, or we should know, that teacher burnout is real. We have a teacher Mm -hmm. shortage because of teacher burnout. The expectations of teachers is extremely high. Mm -hmm. The needs of students is even higher, and we are expected to meet those needs. Um, And I found out through an article that there is now a name for something I think I've had for a long time when it comes to teaching. Okay. So this was an article I read by NEA, which is National Educators Association. Mm -hmm. Um, They... do a lot of, like, research and articles on teacher wellness and just the state of teaching as a profession. Mm -hmm. So um, their article was on secondary traumatic stress. Oh. So we, as an American society, are dealing with a huge epidemic of trauma when it comes to young children, um, I have the stats here. Just pull, let me pull up a second. I think it's like one in five in, of every student has dealt with some sort of traumatic situation in their life. So what's an example of that? Um, poverty, uh, drug use, racism, family problems, mm-hmm. uh, grief, depression. So, so it's, okay. it's either socio or emotional tolls that have happened Mm. and it can be a a specific incident Mm -hmm. or it can be a long-term thing like poverty Mm -hmm. that they're living under. It's like the constant stress of living in poverty. Right. And I mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of needs jokingly. Yeah. (laughs) But truly like it is a real thing. It's like a pyramid. If you don't have the foundation of food, water Mm -hmm. and home. Yeah. How are you expected to. Right. Like your brain is just constantly worried and stressed about those sort of things. So anyway, we have a lot of students who come into our schools with so many traumatic situations. And as a teacher, we are trauma-informed. So there are schools now that are getting training on how to teach these students, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too, like, heady about it, but basically, um, according to the CDC, uh, more than half of all U.S. children have experienced some sort of trauma, um, and that can be anything that I just mentioned, and they bring them, they bring these traumas to school every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing is, the secondary traumatic stress is even if a teacher has not had a traumatic situation, they um, are exhibiting the symptoms of those who do okay. um, through withdrawal, chronic fatigue, and so on, even anxiety and depression, which yeah. I would not say I have necessarily, but definitely uh, fatigue is something that I feel like I have a lot. Yeah. And anxiety, low, low key. Yeah. Um, but it's the emotional, quote, the emotional duress that results when an individual hears about the firsthand traumas of another. Okay. And you, yeah. it's almost like they call it a compassion it's stress. It's like empathy. Right. You take it on. Yeah. It's yeah. like being an empath. hmm And I I don't know if I am an empath. I've read many articles about it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have a, this compassion stress mm-hmm. that yeah. comes with the job because. For sure. Um, we're seeing so many things and hearing so many things from our students. And if you are a teacher, who cares? Mm-hmm you take that on. yeah, And you are constantly thinking about that off the clock. And yeah. when you see that student mm-hmm. and their behaviors, I think about the things that I may or may not know about their background, mm-hmm. but what they're dealing with at home. And then that internalize. you're internalizing that and thinking mm-hmm. about that. And it's stressful. And yeah, well, not to mention every teacher and every student right now has the constant fear of school shootings. Absolutely. Let's not forget about that. Absolutely. Little thing. I mean, you know? I, I had to break it to my middle school students that they were like, when you did your shooter, active shooting drill, like what mm-hmm. did, what did your teacher talk to you about? And I was like, we didn't have them. Yeah, we didn't. And, and we're not even that far gone from no high school. years. No. you know, I'm one of the youngest teachers in my building. Mm-hmm. And when I went through high school, yeah, when like I graduated in 2009. Yeah. in high school. And mm-hmm. we had no such so, thing. Yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And now these students who I have, who are eighth graders have been doing this since they were probably in third or fourth grade. Yeah. So ever since Sandy Hook, but the constant stress of that, in addition to these trauma and trauma experiences that students are coming in with, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's unfortunate because I think teachers for whatever reason in our society aren't valued at all. Mm-hmm. Um, or, if they are valued, we're definitely not getting paid enough. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely not enough. Right, yeah. and I'm not saying like every teacher out there has this second secondary traumatic stress. Yeah, but I do think that those teachers that are perhaps a little bit empathic. Yeah might be struggling with this. Yeah. And I consider myself to be one of those people. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to end this whole thing with, if we want healthy teachers in our classrooms, we have to acknowledge these sort of things, and we have to make an effort to make staff appreciation a thing, mm-hmm. involvement in decision-making, vacation time, mental health awareness, mm-hmm. professional development, and how to build and value self-care practices. Yeah. And I think that part of the reason why I'm so into, like, self-care yeah, <laughs> is because it is a coping mechanism yeah, for all this stress that I'm dealing with yeah, in my job, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. I can fully understand that because when I was an RA in college, I think this is when I really started to understand how I am an empath, and I have taken a test online, and I'm like, an, I passed. I got to take that colors. test. Yeah, <laughs> I think I had eleven of the fourteen markers of an empath. When I want to take it. that test. Um, and so. When I was an RA at my school, it was a very small school, and I had about 30 students on my floor that I was in charge of. But I would say that the way my school was and our student population, my main job as an RA was basically to be a therapist. Yeah. And an emotional supports person. Yeah. You're basically their talk therapist. Yeah. And so not only that, but at the end of every week, I had to write a report and write a note about every single student on my floor, basically about their mental and emotional well-being. Mm. And it took such a toll on me. And I couldn't step out of that role unless I actually stayed away from school overnight. Right. Because you're, um, constant, you're constantly You're constantly on, on call. So, right. like, even if I wasn't officially on call, like, overnight, I was constantly supposed to be emotionally available to all these people. And then because you're that person, kind of the same thing, you know about all the behind the scenes stuff, like mm-hmm. roommate problems, best friend problems, eating disorders, Emotional. um, dealing with, you know, a divorce at home or something, and just acclimating to college life. Like all this stuff on top of trying to do all of your work and just be a person. Right. And then I'm trying to do all those things and dealing with my stuff and, be a student. and taking <laughs> on the, the same stuff of 30 other people. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I got to a point, I did it for two years, but it was actually at the beginning of my second year where I was like, I am not doing this next year. It's... I can't. I mean, we are facing a teacher shortage for many reasons. Pay is one of them. The expectations of the job is so much higher than mm-hmm. what it was even 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but a lot of this being trauma-informed, the issues that students are walking in with yeah. today mm-hmm. is incredibly higher than what it was many years ago. Like. hmm being a teacher, you are exposed to and you are expected to not only know these things, mm-hmm. but then you are supposed to educate that student and hold them accountable. Yeah. And yet sometimes you can't hold every student th- in the same accountability as the others mm-hmm. knowing right. their trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I I noticed in the past four years when it came to weekdays, weeknights and like Friday night, I felt so fatigued and so internalized Uh by this, these whole experiences that I was having every single day Mm -hmm. that I didn't want to do anything. So I actually felt like I introverted really hard for the past like Mm -hmm. three years, Mm -hmm. unless it was an event on a Saturday night Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I had enough time to like decompartmentalize these thoughts. Yeah. And I didn't really understand what that was. And now I'm thinking this is probably secondary traumatic stress. I'm just trying to Rid yeah. myself of all of that cleansing it out yeah. and then being like, okay, I'm coming out new, right? Oh man, anyway, Plus, you're in middle school, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the worst time of oh, anyone's my life, god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be real, oh yeah, middle school, it's rich, oh god, it's rich. Anyway, we got really heavy into this, yeah. My sweet, yeah, is a good segue into our segment, okay. which is we're talking about. One of my favorite (laughs) self-care practices, which is HugA. So we'll talk about, like, how I found this and how you found this. But um, I had a HugA day, um, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk more about, too. Yeah. But. Was that last weekend? Last weekend. Yeah. Last Saturday. So, yeah, about a week ago. Mm -hmm. And I had the best dang time. Yeah. It was amazing. (laughs) I was just like, I'm going to do whatever makes me feel comforted. Yeah. Okay 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 <laughs> and i did yeah and so you'll tell us about that and, and i that will tell like, about it okay. but i had a day, cool. and that's my that's awesome segue into our topic of the day well it sounds like you needed it so that's good. yes definitely <laughs> so we're gonna pause here we have some snacks to make and yep. you know we have to you know get ready for this segment so we're gonna pause and then we'll be back with that And we're back. Okay. Well. Oh my God. Today we're talking about Huga, Huga, Huga. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of sugar in front of us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's set this scene for the listeners. Well, if I could, I'd put on the crackling fire sound place. Okay. Sound place. Or what fireplace? Soundtrack. Whatever. Fireplace. From YouTube. The yes. yule log. Or I think Netflix has it too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But for sound quality. Yeah, we won't, do, we won't that. do that. We have the famous sticky bun from mm. Luca in Lancaster, which we asked specially to get some for takeout, <sighs> so good. which I think we're the first people to do that. Yeah. I'm now known as Laura the sticky bun girl. Yeah. <laughs> so when they call, my name pops up yeah. like that. So. And they know me as the pizza girl. So Fair. Yeah. If those are the two monikers we're known for, I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> and then we've got Stroopies, which are the Dutch caramel waffle mm. cookie. The best cookie to go with a hot drink. Which you're supposed to like set it on top of the mug and let it get all warm and yeah, delicious. Um our mugs are a little too fat to make it like cover it, but we're right. just resting them on top of them. We have chocolates. Yes. What and you have your favorite Justin's peanut butter cups. I love a Justin peanut butter Justin's peanut butter cup and these Hershey nuggets. That are extra creamy milk chocolate with toffee and almond. These things feel special because they, they're they not normal. Yeah, they've they're got not a, a Snickers foil, bar, you know? Yeah. So this feels a little indulgent, which is mm-hmm. why I went for it. And then I made us my favorite hot chocolate, mm. which the recipe for this is on my site. So I will link to that post in our show notes. It's technically called chocolate soup. It's pretty much like drinking a chocolate bar. Yeah. I had this at a hotel in Boston when I went there with two of my blogging friends. They have this whole chocolate bar. Mm. I mean, talk about a sugar rush. We went there, and I think we were, like, comped. I think it was free. That's awesome. Because we were food bloggers, and we were using our influence. Um, I've been influenced. (laughs) Yeah. But my favorite thing I had there was just their hot chocolate. So good. So it was so incredible. And then I emailed the chef and he actually shared it with me. That's awesome. To put on my site. So I, you know, scaled it down for a single beverage. Right. Because a lot of times you're making hot chocolate. It's like a little treat for just yourself. But you can always scale this up too. Mm -hmm. But what's great about this is that you get really good chocolate and you put that in your empty mug. And then you just warm up milk with a little bit of sugar. And then you pour that over the chocolate in your mug and let it melt and whisk it all together. And then I add a touch of sea salt and vanilla extract to just kind of boost it. But it's very important to have really good chocolate for this because that's where all the flavor... I mean, that's the the main flavor. Exactly. You're not using any cocoa powder or anything. It's just the chocolate. And so I actually ordered the chocolate that they used at the hotel. And it's very expensive. (laughs) But um, I mention it in the post so you can see exactly what I get. I got it on Amazon. I think it was like fifty five dollars for a bag. But I keep this in my pantry and I only use this chocolate <laughs> for this hot, for this hot chocolate recipe. I feel so special. Yeah, I'm it's getting a some of this Valrhona sixty four percent, and it's the they're called Fevs. They're like little oval shaped pieces of chocolate. But unlike chocolate chips, they don't have any binders or anything right. like wax in it so it melts Pure. beautifully um but yeah i have it just for this recipe and one time i caught robert using it for like a chocolate smoothie he was making he okay. thought it was being me. fancy and i flipped out of him <laughs> i said you are not allowed to touch this chocolate back off it's like do you know how expensive that is <laughs> in your protein shake yeah <laughs> back off buddy that's hilarious <laughs> No, yeah. so we got a lot of goodness going on. Yeah, and we put little mini marshmallows. On. Yeah, of course, got to mm. do it. Um, we have lighted candles. Yeah, we have candles. Oh, um, there goes my stroopy. Um, we're wearing our cozies. Uh, yeah, so I'm wearing my comfiest sweatpants, which are from Airy. Like, feel these. I need to get some of these like jogger style. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're fully stretched out, but. They that means ugh, they've been loved and worn and so comfy. And then I have on my Baker's gonna bake sweatshirt, which is my coziest sweatshirt. Love it. and I'll link to that in the show notes too, if you guys want. to yeah, get I one. really like that sweater. Yeah. And I'm wearing my like most worn in ratty leggings. <laughs> and my father's sweater (laughs) that he had from my elementary school pax tang proud proud. didn't you wear that in an earlier episode i feel like i feel like i must have i think you did but this is like my coziest sweater it's oversized i could i could probably fit two of me inside of this Mm -hmm. and still have room but it feels like a throwback i feel like i'm an I'm connected to my dad because yeah. <laughs> I remember him wearing this, so mm-hmm. it's sort of like wearing your, like that oversized, yeah, like wearing your boyfriend's sweater or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But this is my dad's, and it's like very nostalgic. So yeah. So let's get into it. What the heck is Huga? Yeah. So I'm taking off my sweatshirt because I'm <laughs> kind of warm. <laughs> right. It's like we're setting the scene, but it is kind of toasty in here. Yeah. So if any of you don't know what Huga is we're gonna let you know. I it. love hygge. It's my favorite thing probably <laughs> ever. If I could become pre- professor of hygge, yeah, I would. <laughs> um, so it's hard to define hygge because it is felt. It is like an emotion. Mm. It is an experience, not a thing or mm-hmm. an object or a verb. So, yeah. um, We'll get into, like, where we got our education on this. Yeah. But... um, I definitely think of it as just, like, coziness. Yeah. The main word is cozy. That's probably the best, like, American word. Yes. Equivalent. Right. But but it's so much more specific than cozy. Yes. It's so... I had a bunch... I wrote down a ton of definitions I found or I've heard used. So, it's philosophy of comfort, togetherness, and well-being aka cozy 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 Mm -hmm. act of savoring coziness Mm -hmm. right an atmosphere about being with people you love a feeling of home a feeling that you are safe yeah like all of these very warm so like it's almost like it's more than just being cozy but also appreciating that yeah. observing it while you're in it right observing it and savoring like it. letting it wash over you right so um the book I'll mention this later called the little book of huga which is uh this tiny little book which I think would be an excellent gift to give someone like mm-hmm. imagine giving someone a hookah gift set yeah, that's cozy a good idea. Socks. Maybe you give them a recipe for your chocolate, like mm-hmm. your chocolate soup. Especially someone who's maybe like going through a hard time, dude, or just in the dead of winter. Yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I love this book. It's adorable, but it's extremely well written and well researched. This guy was on the board of or CEO of the Happiness Research Institute. Like, one. oh, okay. Anyway. Um, but he calls it coziness of the soul or the absence of annoyance. Oh, love that. <laughs> also, um, I mentioned this show a lot by the book, the podcast I love. Mm. They have an episode on the little book of Huga where love they it. have to live by it for two weeks. And so you get to hear about the little things they do to bring more huga to their lives. My huga day was the best day I've had in a long time. Yeah. But we'll get there later. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what, how do you, um, what are some examples of, like, when you feel hookah? For me, it's, like, wearing... Like, what we're doing right now. We're wearing our cozies. I've handled mm-hmm. it. Maybe I'm reading a book. Yeah. Um, I think on a day-to-day level, I feel it a lot when it is winter and I come home from work and it's already dark. Mm-hmm. Of course, first thing I do, go right upstairs and put on my sweatpants. Love it. Um, But then, a lot of times in the winter, I will... Light candles and stuff for the evening time downstairs. So while we're cooking dinner and stuff, I'm in my cozy sweatshirts and stuff, and we're probably cooking something warm. And it's just, yeah, this atmosphere of cozy Mm -hmm. and then, like, you know, dimmer lighting in your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, for me, it's like when I love when I get home, and a lot of times it's on a weeknight, and I get home and I'm like, I am in for the night, Mm. you know change into your cozies and then I just know I'm not going anywhere else tonight I'm just in my house I'm hunkered down it's like getting stuff done one of the most hoogah feelings is in the dead of winter here in Pennsylvania when you know a snowstorm's coming Mm. and you kind of can feel it you're like I have a feeling I'm not going to work tomorrow (laughs) right Mm -hmm. for some of us who do get called off of work, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're—that's that anticipation. It's like blustery and cold outside, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're in the warmth, and you can see it outside. You're appreciating what's going on, mm-hmm. um, having like a warm drink. Yeah. But also some really huga things I've had in the past, like year are just being with like cooking with other people mm-hmm. or drinking yeah. around the kitchen table. Because huga isn't just. Alone, a lot of it too is also time with family and friends. right. To be cozy together, right. And that feeling of camaraderie and togetherness. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's just the best. Doing a puzzle like mm-hmm. board games, board games, some like a dinner party where everyone's contributing something that's delicious. Yeah. yeah. So I discovered Hoga through um, this book, which is I mentioned Little Book of Hoga. Um I found in & Noble just sitting mm-hmm. begging for me to open it, right? Um, and what's crazy to me is when I was reading this, they um, the author is, I'm gonna say this wrong. Mike Weiking? Viking, Viking. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Scandies pronounce this, but no idea. Um, <clears throat> he's from Copenhagen, and he was describing that Danes are, according to his research, as CEO of Happiness Research Institute. Mm-hmm. The Danish people are the happiest in the world, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they have probably the harshest conditions to live in for mm-hmm. most of the year, which is darkness, bleak, cold, sparse winters, which for most people makes you depressed, like if seasonal, you have depression, seasonal depression, alcoholism, mm-hmm. right? And despite all of that, the Danes are the happiest in the world. What's up with that? And he goes into research saying that Danes eat the most sugar in the world. Danes eat oh. the most, yeah, and Danes light the most candles. Do they have a lot of diabetes? I don't think so. Wow. (laughs) Those freaking Scandies. They just like, I don't know. They've got some secret sauce going on. It's Viking nature. (laughs) Like, who knows? Mm -hmm. I really want to go to Scandinavia. But anyway. um, So anyway, I read this book and I was like, this is amazing. I read it maybe three, four years ago. And I challenged myself to do one hookah thing a week. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was sharing it on Instagram stories, mm-hmm. where I was saying, like, I'm going to make cinnamon buns this weekend, or I'm going to take an extra half an hour and read without any distractions, whatever. I had little examples of what I was doing. And then pretty much I've tried to do something to celebrate huga for myself as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think I'm going to do it again on Instagram. I think I'm going to yeah. hold myself accountable and be like, huga moment of the day. Yeah. Or whatever. Keep it loosey goosey, but yeah. being more accountable with it too. But that's how I found it. How'd you find it? Okay. I don't really remember, except that, you know, a lot of people know about it now. It's become right. kind of a thing. It's had its moment, which might have passed already. Interest mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. You know, lots of articles about it and stuff. So I started to learn about what it was. And I obviously was really into it because I love being cozy. Mm-hmm. Like, already. Yeah. I already love You probably craziness. were already doing this without yeah. knowing. So I think, yeah, and I think that's probably true. But once I learned more about what it was and how to implement it in my life, I feel like it really helped me to embrace the things that were nice about the winter season. Right. Because it's so easy to just write winter off and be like, oh, the weather's terrible. Yeah. We have less daylight and all this Gray, stuff. you know, dreary to deal with. But, um... Now, like if you can switch that frame of mind, like reframe your narrative to be Mm -hmm. like the weather's crappy, but I'm indoors. I'm going to get cozy. I'm going to do all those cozy indoor things that I love and just embrace it rather than, you know, if it was a beautiful sunny day in the winter, you might be more in the mood to go for a nice walk or a hike or something if it's not too cold. But if it's actually dreary and whatever, just like lean into it. Right. And love it. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about this earlier. It made me think of when I was younger in elementary school, if it was a rainy day, I would get excited because somehow my brother Jesse and I got into this thing where if it was a rainy day, we'd come home from school and make a fort in our living room. But it was, like, we only did it on rainy days. Right. You know? But it was this thing. We would, like, um, where our piano is now at my parents, it used to be just, like, a secretary's desk. And we would just, you know, get furniture and whatever and make this contraption and put blankets all over it and just Mm -hmm. hang out in this fort. Yeah. That, like, that is super That's Yeah. You've been (laughs) doing it forever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is super huga. Yeah. Um, So, like, what do we do now? Like, what are our official things that we do to get into the hygge spirit one okay so I listed some of the things that I've been trying to do more which is basically just slowing down mm-hmm. just being a little bit more still mm-hmm. so that made me I did this the other day mentioned about this for my suite I've been leaving my phone in my yeah. bedroom mm-hmm. and instead of opening up a magazine or a book or just watching the television without your phone and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. watching a television show or a movie that's either nostalgic or just makes you feel comforted. Mm -hmm. You know, you have those movies that you're like, that's going to be my cozy movie. Mm -hmm. So that... um, I... Okay, I don't know if you're this way. I'm very um, sensitive to lights. Like, Mm. I hate a fluorescent light. Okay, yeah. If there is a fluorescent light on, Mm. my brain is (laughs) triggered. Yeah. So in the evenings, I try to use... Lamp light or candle light or auxiliary light. Mm-hmm. If we had twinkle lights, I would use that. But fluorescent lights are a big no-no. Yeah. I hate a fluorescent light. Mm-hmm. Are you like that? Am I weird? No, I think I am. I'm not as good as I probably should be at... You know how some people are really sensitive to light temperature? Mm-hmm. Like, Robert's really good at this being a photographer and stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I... Like more le- recently, have become more, like tuned to it. Our because we're renting, mm-hmm. there's only so much we can do with our existing right home mm-hmm. that we're living in. And there's fluorescent lights in our kitchen, and I hate it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's not pleasant to that's cook. In great. So instead, I'll like <laughs> I'll bring out a candle, or I'll like have a little auxiliary light on instead. And Mm -hmm. then it's just way more peaceful. Mm. I think I'm more sensitive to a lack of daylight. Mm. Like if I'm in a space where I know that daylight is existing outside, but it's not really entering my space enough. You would hate my classroom. Yeah. So I'm thrilled because the room I work in at my job, like three of the Four walls are basically all windows. Oh, so I stressed. kind of work in a garage, <laughs> but it. But you like, get to uh, observe and see yeah. what's going on. And I think about it a lot in the winter time because yeah. when I drive to work, it's dark, and when I drive home, it's dark. Mm-hmm. But all those hours when it is daylight, I have all that beating <sighs> into my office, mm-hmm. and I think that I would be way more depressed in the winter if it wasn't for that. I will tell you there are. I push myself to leave at the end of the workday, especially in the winter, because there are no windows in my classroom. Mm-hmm. So I have to push myself out at three ten. Yeah, because then at least I'll get mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Yeah, of sunlight. Yeah, I um recently read something about how thirty minutes of sunshine on your skin in the morning can make you so much happier the rest of the day. Right, and I was like, oh, I think that's a huge reason for why I love running on a summer morning before work right like just being out there in a gorgeous summer morning having the sunrise come up and the sun on my skin right before i even go to work it seriously sets up my day for, right it's and so if, much better if it's dark from the minute you wake up mm-hmm. you can't really do anything about that exactly so there are um seasonal like uh light stimuli. Light simulating mm-hmm. lights like a, I think they're called sad lights So seasonal affective disorder yeah. lights mm-hmm. um, You can buy them on Amazon uh, And I had a, I had a friend in college Who was struggling with seasonal affective disorder And she had her what she called her happy light Which is ironic because it's called a sad light <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> yeah. So
0: her happy light was on And she would just have it on her desk When she was working and it helped her out a lot mm-hmm. I think I might get that for myself this winter My They also classroom. make those um, Sunrise alarm clocks Yes blocks. Those are really cool. Those look really cool. They also turn off at night. Like, you can set a timer. Mm -hmm. You basically twist it. Yeah. I think it's by... I forget. We'll have to link to it. But you twist it, and then you read your book, and then Mm -hmm. in 25 minutes, it's turned off. So your eyes are naturally being like, it's time to fall asleep. And it's dimming down. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. See, I would love one of those, except that I wake up so much earlier than Robert that... Mm. It would wake him up. Right. I'm sure. Right. Because that's what it's designed to do. Do you go to bed at the same time, though? <laughs> yeah. That might help. Yeah. Just, like, slowly settling into your nighttime. Right. Instead of just being, like, light off. hmm You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, quality time with family or friends. I talked about cooking together. hmm Christmas is super huga. Yeah. There's so many traditions with Christmas. Well, I was going to say, one of my, like, ultimate huga moments that I love. It's like you said about a snowstorm. Love it. If it's snowing and I'm in my kitchen baking cookies <gasps> with Christmas music on. Yeah. That is, and in I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> oh my god. It's, yeah, that is one of my happy Yeah, places. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That that's is so a good. really good feeling. Oh. Another good feeling is if you've been outside in a blustery snowstorm and mm-hmm. you, like we talked about this, when you come in and you're just hit with that warmth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and your cheeks are all flushed and you, you're you hit with warmth and it's like cozy inside and the lights are going on you're just like mm-hmm. i'm home yeah and you're seeing the storm outside it's like best yeah um i really think so this is kind of weird i mean obviously candles are a big part of hygge i think people think that hygge is just twinkle lights and candles mm-hmm. there's more than that so board games and disconnected forms of fun with other people mm-hmm. um we're so connected or to even devices just like sitting around a dimly lit table having drinks and talking. Yeah. yeah. Right. Some of the like some of the best times I've had in the past few years are just like hanging out on someone's kitchen counter mm-hmm. drinking or cooking together or whatever it is. So it's huga is hygge, mostly in the home. It is, but there are outdoor things too. So okay. appreciating nature. So um there's actually a whole chapter in here I believe on being the out- being outdoors. But also it's huga Mainly observed in the wintertime. Like what about the summer? It's all around. So there yeah. are like uh hygge exercises you can do in the summer. So mm-hmm. if you get little book of hooga, which I highly recommend, mm-hmm. um there's a couple chapters, hooga on the cheap. So if you're mm-hmm. someone who's on a budge. Yeah. Um, summer hookah, and then uh hookah outside the home is a chapter all of its own. Okay. So they talk about hiking and being observant of nature mm-hmm. and appreciating seasons and yeah. um time with others so a group hike going yeah. somewhere because uh-huh. um, I was thinking of like a cozy restaurant oh love that. low lighting and stuff and friends because that's not in your home but it's still out, yeah. everything else where you're just being with people yeah and it's cozy and nice. um Hookah driving so going out and observing like the fall leaves, okay, or going out into like mm-hmm. a windy road or, or even something like a like road that. trip with friends, you know, when you're like yeah. playing like road trip games, sitting around a campfire, yeah, that's pretty. Oh, good. yeah, they even have a thing on um, hookah during office hours, so
1: mm. setting up
0: an office garden, having a potluck, bringing your dog to work. I wish I could do all of these things, Ooh. right? Making your office more homey, which mm. I think. I'm actually giving a little bit of a TED talk about this. Oh. Not to humble brag, but... At your school? At my school. About because Hoga? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because our classrooms are currently set up like prison cells. Yeah. <laughs> Mine has no windows. It yeah. is ugly and tan. Mm. It is oh. maroon. It is very old. Oh, no. And it feels very cold. Mm-hmm. So... How are little ways that we can make our rooms more homey so that students, especially those who have faced trauma, mm-hmm. more comforted more comforted and comfy and cozy so yeah. they can feel their yeah. open minds ready to learn. When you were in school, did you have the reading is fun day or whatever? No. We had we had a day where someone would come on the loudspeaker mm-hmm. and they would be like it's time to read. For the next 10 minutes, you are going to read. And then your teacher will let you know when it's time to move on. So, like, in the, oh. it was so fun because you were sort of waiting mm-hmm. for that announcement to come on. And then you'd whip mm-hmm. your book open, get okay. cozy, read for 10 minutes. Yeah. Teachers say, all right, we're going to go back to math or whatever. And I'm oh. sure the teachers hated them. But <laughs> <laughs> unless they were like, oh, 10 minutes. They're me. like, whoo! Except yeah. I'm sure they had to tell certain kids to keep reading or Oh, something. yeah. Because, Not me. But. Well, <laughs> at my school... We did this thing. I think it was called The Reading is Fun Day Riff for short. And this is super hookah. And I, unless I'm Tell remembering me. it wrong, it was all day long. And everyone brought in blankets and <gasps> pillows and, like, sleeping bags and books. And all you did all day long was get cozy somewhere in the school, like, in your classroom or in the hallway or whatever. This. I'm doing this. And all you did was read all I'm day. I'm doing this. It was my dream. I'm when, you know, this. little second grade Sarah... That's all I wanted to ever do, was get cozy in a little nook and read you know Nancy I, Drew novels you know or whatever. You know what I'm going to do? I'm doing this in my room. We're going to do this in my room. You should do it. Day before Thanksgiving. Okay. You're either doing gratitude journal. And bring in some, like, snacks and bring stuff. In some. I'll do some hot chocolate. Yeah. They bring in their cozies. They bring in a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to put on some peaceful, tranquil music. Yeah. And their choices are to write or to read. Oh, that sounds great. Chill. Plus, like, I'm sure those kids don't have a moment like that. Absolutely not. Yeah. And our principal, by the way, it is not written in my curriculum to do anything like this. Yeah. But he was like, for our students, they will probably get so much out of this. Mm -hmm. I want you to do that. So that's awesome, right? Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. But like, I'm pretty sure it was all day long. (laughs) Mine would be like 40 minutes, but you know. But hey, that's better than nothing. Yeah. Well, our kids need to learn emotional regulation skills, self-care mm-hmm. practices, yeah. and if they're not getting that at home, yeah. why not teach them these skills in, yeah. in school? And yeah, and if they're not huge readers, maybe they want to write, maybe they want to draw. Right. Or something. Just but say like, personal, No devices. No chatting. It's just yeah. you in your little cozy spot. I'm going to play some soft music. Yeah. Hang out. I call it Starbucks time because I'm like, you don't oh. want to be that weirdo in Starbucks who's talking to a stranger. Oh. So this is Starbucks time. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll serve yeah, chocolate. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Um, but yeah, kind of like you um, have it on notes here about making a cozy nook in the couch, getting your hot drink, which is kind of like what we're doing now, except for podcasting. I have to tell you that when we were choosing couches, Hugo <laughs> was on the brain. Mm. Well, it should be. I don't want an uncomfortable couch. I don't care how stylish it looks. Mm-hmm. I want a marshmallow couch that I fall into. <laughs> Yeah. I can spread out. Yeah. Big deal. But oh, I things. also feel like for me, any night where, say, Robert and I are like, tonight we're going to watch a movie and order pizza. Mm. That's hookah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Absolutely. the best. Also, just pizza in general to me is very hookah because it's like lazy, nostalgic. You know, nostalgic. It's warm and like. Ooey gooey and comforting. comforting. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, pizza is huga for me, and maybe for you, it's mac and cheese. Like mac and cheese mm. for me can be a super huga thing. That is because yeah. that or like whatever it is you your mother made, or is there mm-hmm. a family tradition with yeah. certain things? That's another thing with, about huga too. is family traditions. Or like a pot roast. Uh Yeah. With like warm rolls. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, we got that yeah. Slumber parties too. Yeah, that's like, what pizza made me think of. Slumber like that. If you have your closest girlfriends over, you have a slumber party. <gasps> Can we have a pizza. huga slumber party? Okay. <laughs> Think about it. You be watch so movies, fun. you might play games, you might have like, you know, pillow talk with like flashlights. Is this is how I know I'm entering my late 20s, <laughs> where I'm like, let's have a huga slumber party right? where we'll order pizza, we'll go yeah. to bed by like 10. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read books. Yes. Yeah. And we'll then you wake up games. and you, like, maybe make pancakes, something, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and we've been doing hookah our whole lives. Lauren just had a really good idea. I had a really good idea, and I had to edit it edited out. edited it out, because <laughs> no one can steal it. Anyway. She's going to do it. Anyway. Um. So my hookah day I mentioned. Yeah. Um, tell us what you did. So I have been having a really crazy fall season with between events and different things that were going on. Um, so I basically said, this is the one day I'm refusing. If anyone asks me what I'm doing that day, I'm telling them I'm busy. And you put it on your calendar. And I put it on my calendar mm-hmm. as my a day. I even told Luke, I was like, I am not doing laundry this day. Mm. I'm not doing any of those annoyances because as Mike Viking, Viking told me in his <laughs> book of little hygge, it's the absence of annoyance. So I'm not doing anything. Absence <laughs> of annoyance. See, I need to do this and I'm excited to hear what you did because this is the kind of thing... I have tried to do for myself several times and i've always failed at it mm-hmm. and i put it on my calendar whereas before i think i've done it as a whole weekend and maybe that was setting my sights too high i will tell you even 24 hours was a challenge for me yeah so maybe i need to do it as just a day but i used to put it on my calendar as a do nothing weekend mm. like no chores no blog stuff no whatever no responsibilities I it's have yet to do it. Physically impossible. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, I couldn't do that either. Yeah. Um, but I said it was a Saturday. I said, this is my day. I was hoping that it would be a gray and stormy day. It wasn't. It was way mm-hmm. too beautiful, which really oh. made me mad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was like, all right, whatever. So my, my plan was to wake up whenever I naturally woke up. Okay. I was going to stay in my cozies as long as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And my only thing I wanted to do is I wanted to wake up. I wanted to have coffee and I wanted to have some sort of delicious pastry mm-hmm. while I read a book. So what did, what did you get pastry-wise? Pastry-wise, um, well, first, what this. time did you wake up naturally? I Well, I woke up naturally at 6.30. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a morning person. Yeah, now, Laura. I will say, naturally, I would, like, this morning, I woke up around 7, mm-hmm. and that was pretty normal. Yeah. Which also, I need to say, the last few times Luke and Laura have stayed at our house, <laughs> I always think I'm waking up early, and I'm, like, being quiet, whatever, and then... I'll look out the window and realize their car's gone. And I text them like, are you guys gone? We're like, yeah, we're in like... Yeah. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we left an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah. We're morning (laughs) people. On like a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Luke is a morning person, but I certainly am. So (laughs) anyway, so I woke up really early for a Saturday, but I woke up. It was still very dark and... But that's also really nice, especially if you are just doing stuff for yourself. Yeah. You have the whole day ahead of you. Yeah. It felt like... The possibilities were limitless. As long as you feel rested when you wake up. I did. I woke up and I was like, I'm awake. Good. So anyway, came out here. I lit a candle. I had coffee from... I made a cappuccino. We have a cappuccino maker here Mm -hmm. or an espresso maker here. Yeah. I'll have to figure out what we had. I had something delicious that morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, I read um, and I said I wasn't going to... I left my phone in the room. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to use... Facebook, Instagram, whatever, I had to go on my computer, mm-hmm. but I didn't even end up opening any of those things. I went on Pinterest, oh. and I just sort of went on Pinterest for a little bit. And I- so were you like... Sitting on the couch here, all yep. snuggled up with your laptop. co up. And I was just on Pinterest, just pinning away things that made me happy. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's good. That's good. And then I started to think about um, the holidays coming up. And I started to come up with a list of ideas for presents and stuff, which mm. felt very... That's productive, though. Yeah, but it felt it felt like it wasn't a task. It was it what felt, you wanted to do in that moment. Yeah, it felt like I was being yeah. thoughtful and I was thinking about okay. people in my life. And I was like, they would really yeah. like this or whatever. Closed my laptop, and I closed my task list, and then um, I we went to go walk to get lunch, and the best thing about Lancaster is everything's so walkable, so left my phone, went out without my phone, read in the cafe we went to, the bread peddler. Wait, you went out of your home without your phone? Yeah. That's impressive. I know. Well, I was with Luke, <laughs> who, Luke like, had, had his, his phone. So, like, worst case okay. scenario, someone could call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came back... Chilled out. I think I turned on, um, um, yeah, I watched a little bit of uh, Modern Love. Have you watched it yet? Wait, it's an Amazon. Pro- oh my god, you have to watch this. Okay, I've heard of it, but oh. tell me what it's about. It's based off of the New York Times Modern Love section. Oh, where people write in, yeah. So is each episode kind of separate? Yes, okay, and it's so good. It's on Amazon, it's so good. So I mm. watched a couple, it's like. I think they're about half an hour. Okay. So I watched two of those and I was like, that's good. Mm -hmm. And then I decided the most of thing I did that day was I decided I was going to put my headphones on I was going to go on a walk Mm -hmm. and I was going to go walk down towards the West End, which is where all these old homes are. Because it was a beautiful day. Right. Like think fall. Mm -hmm. Perfection. Perfection. I think I even thought about you this day and was like, this is not like what I think of as a hygge day, but it was a perfect fall day. It was the perfect fall day. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. I was sitting in here and I was looking outside and I was like... (laughs) <laughs> I could make cookies. I could do something like that. But I was like, I yeah. have to go outside. So I told Luke I was going to go on a in- solo walk. I was going to put my headphones on. I'd be back whenever. Yeah. I did bring my phone to play music, and I just streamed a Spotify fall playlist. Mm. I'll share a link to it. Um, and it was these nostalgic, old, like, 1940s jazzy sort of, mm-hmm. anyway, songs. It's gorgeous. And I took my film camera, and I think... I mentioned this before but shooting film is very soothing to me cuz mm-hmm. it's very uh meditative. It's like you have to just line everything up, mm-hmm. take a second, frame yeah. everything, and then the most satisfying shutter sound of your entire life. Yeah. So I went on a I went on a walk and I went shooting more or less, but it was just a slow nice pace. I was enjoying mm-hmm. the weather. I was just like taking it all in. I came back and then the great thing was, we went. We already had plans to go watch the Penn State football game, which mm. is, I'm not a football person, but I sort of love the fall football season with Luke's family because okay. they're super into Penn State. Mm-hmm. So it felt it felt very cozy and Plus, family like, oriented. Hanging out with a group of people, watching a game, and eating snacks. Oh yeah, that's pretty hoga. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was eating like delicious chicken wings, watching the Penn State football game. Yeah. And drinking beer, and it was cold outside at that point. Mm. It was dark, and I was like, this is so fall. Mm -hmm. Felt like I was living very seasonally appropriate. Yeah. Watched a football game, and that was my day. It was awesome. So I had some like external event at the end, Mm -hmm. but I was really enjoying it as a nostalgic, seasonally appropriate thing. Yeah. Delicious foods, slow, easy pace. Yeah. It was awesome. See, I, I need to do this, but in the past when I've tried to do it, I, in a weird way, which sometimes maybe if I've really scheduled off my day to not do anything, like I've removed the guilt of doing productive things, but then I, sometimes I have a tendency partway through that day to get depressed. Mm. And it's like this weird... um, But it's like when my whole day is open to do whatever I want, I have this, it's like I can't decide what exactly to do, and then I'm afraid I'll make the wrong choice, and there are so many things I could be doing. Mm -hmm. Which one do I pick? And Mm -hmm. if I spend all my time doing this, do I wish I had done that? And I had that moment, and that was the time I decided to go on a walk. Okay, yeah. So I think it was probably good that you did have, like, you went out to lunch, mm-hmm. you took a walk, you then did have this extroverted thing to do later in the day. Yeah. And that helped, too, knowing that, okay, the afternoon I can do whatever I want, possibly, mm-hmm. again, possibilities are limitless. Yeah. You and I are both busy bodies, so yeah. we struggle with chilling. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> like, even, like I said, this m- the morning of, I was making a list of Christmas ideas. Right. Like, that, what? Right. <laughs> but, yeah. So maybe, see... If I had scheduled it for myself, I might have written off that day because you had that evening obligation. Mm -hmm. But maybe I could schedule it as a day where I know maybe I'm going to a party that night. But I know the whole day leading up to it, I'm doing whatever I want. And it's about reframing the narrative, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you have this thing to do at the end of the day. But it's like, no, I'm going to enjoy my time with my friends. Yeah. And I'm going to have a really cozy atmosphere. These are people I feel comfortable with. Yeah. I'm going to have delicious Mm. foods. Maybe you make something for the party that's very cozy or comforting to you or whatever it is. But Mm. yeah, I think like people think hygge is just like staying inside and drinking coffee and (laughs) it can be that, but there's nothing wrong with having an event on your hygge day. Mm -hmm. It felt very seasonally appropriate. It was with people who I liked and it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah. What music is on our hoga playlist? Oh wait, no. First, we want to talk about recipes. Yes. Okay. So, we've already discussed that a lot of hoga has to do with like decadence and sweets and pastries Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, isn't um the cardamom buns? Do they have a different name? Um. Yes, I'm sure they haven't. Like the uh, Swedish, they're actually from Sweden. Okay. So it's not, I guess, Danish, which Mm -hmm. is where hoga is from, but. I've had a lot of articles that were Huga oriented and they've done either cinnamon buns or cardamom buns, and I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of what they're called. Okay. But, but they use the very chunky the sugar. The pearl sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, also, that's interesting that it's Danish, and there's, like, yeah. the term Danish means, like, yeah. pastry here. Yeah. Um, and we had talked about, you know, homemade cookies and also just the act of making mm. cookies. So in terms of savory... I wrote down pizza, which we already talked about. Yes. And everything that goes with pizza. Also, passports and pizza. Hello. Basically, every episode, we have to mention pizza. Pizza. Hello. <laughs> pizza. Um, I also wrote down this recipe I love from the New York Times. It's a French onion soup, but it's not like any French onion soup you've ever had. I love French onion soup, so I'm excited. Okay. Okay. It's a totally different thing. And then I was thinking about when I first had this, the night that I first had it was super hookah. Yeah. So it was in college and Luke and I were over at our friend Jackie's place. She rented a room in this woman's house. Yeah. And Jackie was the friend who was really into cooking, who actually got me into cooking in college. So she invited a bunch of us over to hang out and help her make this soup that she and her dad would make a lot. He's told me about this. I'm sure he has because it's like very... This night is very vivid in my mind. Yeah. And I, at the time, I was like, I don't like French onion soup that much, but I was like, whatever. I'm in college. I never have home cooked meals in Free the city. Food. Hanging out with friends, making something, you know, we're all like chopping onions and stuff like that. So, all that is super hookah. Mm-hmm. But this meal itself, oh my God. So, it's a really, really weird recipe where you have all your chopped onions and then you take. You make almost like little toasts. Mm -hmm. Um, You chop up a baguette and you toast it with butter on it. And then you melt Emmentaler cheese, which is like a Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. So the way you build this soup, it's not like the beef broth based of what you've had. Right. It is a tomato based. Mm. It's just like a little bit of tomato paste and whatever. But you build this thing in a huge like Dutch oven pot on the stove. Like, on a burner. Right. And you do layers of these little cheesy toasts and onions and this, like, tomato pasty broth thing, and you layer it Stack up almost it like a lasagna. Mm. And then while it's on the stove, you, in the side, pour in salted water. Whoa. And then you bring that to, like, a boil on the stove, and then you put... And there's, like, cheese on top. Okay? But it's, like, this weird construction. Yeah. Okay? And then you put it in the oven to finish. So this is like a process. It's like a casserole. It's very, yes. Yeah. Um, and then it goes in the oven for a while and it comes out. It's got this bubbly, cheesy top. Oof. And it, it's not even really soup. It is more like a casserole th- thing. And it's so cozy, but it's sweet and whatever. And I, the last time I made it for me and Robert, I had this revelation. I was like, oh, my God. This is like pizza soup <laughs> that sounds amazing yeah and um the onions get all soft and jammy and whatever and it's just like one of the weirdest recipes i've ever made <laughs> right it but sounds it's, amazing though. it's so good like we should have you guys over this winter and we'll all make it together yeah because it's kind of a production but i try to make that at least once a season like once sounds a winter good. so i'll link to that in the show notes so you guys can get this um and then also i recently got a new cookbook that just came out that's like perfect for this time. Yeah. And so like you and I have talked about that Jamie Oliver chicken recipe that we love. And then I've made one from the Alison Roman dining in cookbook. That's kind of similar where you just throw chicken and some other things in a like roasting dish and and let it go for like an hour and a half. So this cookbook is called from the oven to the table. And it's basically all recipes like that. Love it. It's like, Throw everything in one dish, put in the oven, kind of forget about it. Love that. Maybe you, like, tend to it two or three times to baste or something. But basically, it's, like, protein, side, and sauce are basically all cooked together. So we've only made one recipe from it so far, but it was so good. And it was – she has a whole chapter on chicken thighs. Yeah. So it's chicken thighs and sweet potatoes and then a um, garlic ginger miso sauce. And it was so good. And then, what did I do on the side? I forgot. Um, she suggests you do, like, green vegetables with it on the side. Um, yeah, so that was amazing. And then, like, there's another recipe I want to try. that sausages with blackberries and apples and a mustard sauce. Mm. So every recipe, I'm just like, this yeah, I so would make that. Good. So I'd highly recommend that if you're looking for really yeah. cozy recipes like that. That sounds good. Because I love on... In the winter on a Sunday to make something like that that takes longer like you wouldn't make it on a weeknight. Right. It's like a Sunday roast. Yeah. But you maybe put it in Sunday afternoon and it's just in the oven making your house smell amazing. And then a little later you just take it out. It's very chill. Fills the room up with deliciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, What music is on our hookah playlist? I'm a little special. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did listen to music on my walk because... I feel like music elevates that experience, but if I'm just chilling at home and I'm trying to just get my cozy on, Mm -hmm. maybe for cooking I'd put on some, like, jazz or something like that, but music is sometimes too stimulating for me Mm -hmm. because I'm a music teacher. Oh. My brain triggers into, like, Mm. music theory, analyzation. Okay. I want to memorize the lyrics or I'm trying to understand the context or whatever it is. Yeah. So, music can be sometimes too much stimulation, so instead I'll put on nature noises, or falling mm-hmm. rain noise, or that crackling fireplace sound. Right. <laughs> um, and, or, like, there's thunderstorm live YouTube videos that's, like, ad-free, oh. and it'll just be live-streamed yeah. thunderstorm sounds, which I like. That's a good sound. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have problems, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if I'm cooking, or if I'm going on a walk, like what I did on my day, I would probably choose some sort of 1940s jazz mm-hmm. sort of vibe yeah. or indie instrumental, I guess. So, instrumental yeah. is better for you. Yeah, yeah, I think vocal is like too much for me. Mm-hmm. So, well, we have kind of unofficially designated our um, like after dinner music when we're in the kitchen cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Almost every night we do Nora Jones radio on Pandora. Nice. So, <laughs> that's, like, our winding down for the evening. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have on, like, today's hits or right, something. Right, right. Too, it's too like, triggering. It's, like, yeah. no, it's dark outside. It's after dinner. We put on Nora Jones Radio. We say. Love it. We tell our, you know, Google Home. We're, like, hey, Google. Put play on Nora Play Jones. Nora Jones. Yeah. And, um, she does that. But then, also, for me, like, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, that kind of vocal jazz, mm-hmm. like, classics. Mm-hmm. Um Has always been cozy and comforting to me because I learned to love them because when I was little and we would sleep over at my grandparents' house in New Jersey, my dad's parents, his dad would play like Frank Sinatra on a cassette player while we fell asleep. So I think in my brain that has just always been a comfort. Yeah. So I love that music. Like that's also, you know, if I'm baking or something, I'll put that on. Um, and then also, like I mentioned, Christmas music. Yeah, very huga. Yeah, but for me, that's like kind of the same category because I love like the Rat Pack Christmas and those oh, yeah. classic Christmas songs yeah. that were recorded like in the 50s and 60s. Bing Crosby. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I land. The one album I do think is my huga album is probably Bonnie Bear's album, mm. just playing Bonnie Bear on Shuffle. Yeah. Because that to me, for whatever reason, I think of fall slash winter when I listen to him. So it's seasonally appropriate. Yeah. And there are certainly some other I guess artists I would listen to, but yeah. I gotta be careful. I can't do anything too much. But yeah. yeah. Especially if you're reading though. Yeah, reading absolutely not. No way. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I or if I'm just trying to just relax. Yeah. No. That mm. can't be going on. Um, what about books, resources, and other things about húga? So I mentioned my book, little book of húga. Right. Highly recommend. Yeah. I also have another book which is more recipe based. Let me see this. The húga life. It's by an <laughs> Icelandic um, chef. Mm. So Scandi inspired uh, recipes called húga life. Mm-hmm. I had a friend give it to me for um, my birthday. Uh huh. At Target. Um. So I'm sure it's at Barnes and Noble and on Amazon. And then I would also say, if you're interested, check out, um, there are other lifestyle books out there mm-hmm. that are Scandinavian lifestyle, cultural tradition stuff. Um, so there's La Gomme, which is the Swedish art of living a balanced life. Okay. There's Little Book of Luka, which I think I'm saying that right, which is... Luca is pursuing and finding good that exists in the world around us. I have that book. Okay. Um, And then the little book of Fika, which I think you would like. Do you know what Fika is? Oh, yeah. I've seen this one. So it's um, Swedish coffee breaks. Mm. And this is built into their culture that coffee and cafe culture is part of a relaxation, wellness tradition, which I don't know if I've um, mentioned this on the podcast. I know I've mentioned it on my blog and stuff, but at work we do this every day. Fika. Yeah. So yeah. that's one thing I do love about my job and it's been a tradition, tradition there since like the fifties or something mm-hmm. when my boss's dad was the one running things. Um, every day at 10 AM we have coffee break and it's actually in my office mm-hmm. and like I essentially work alone during the day right. in the room that I work in. But of course I'm seeing people throughout the office all day and stuff. Yeah. But at like, 9:40. the one guy who's worked there for 42 years comes in he starts a coffee he lays out all the, yeah. the cups he gets the snacks out of the fridge which we always have tasty cakes and little debbies nice <laughs> um and then he goes back out to the same blasting shop and then at 10 o'clock everyone descends. who's at the office comes into yeah. my room we all have like there's a couple random chairs then there's also just boxes people perch on but everyone it's like 15 20 minutes we That's just nice. like all sit and talk and have coffee and, and snacks. Yeah. Which is great for me when I bake because I bring stuff into like, work. Try and, this. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have like fancy yeah. coffee break snacks. Yeah. But I never even thought about that as like a hookah thing. Yeah. But especially in the winter time. Yeah. It it's like is a, really togetherness, nice. Togetherness. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, you can do, that's like one approach to Fika and Fika could also be independent too. So it's mm-hmm. going to there and just like having a moment to yourself too. It can be mm-hmm. either way. But I love that that's part of the, like, Swedish cultural tradition. Yeah. You know? And actually, um, after I went to Germany, I came back and um, I asked uh, my boss... uh, The last name is Gingrich. Um, I work at Gingrich Memorials. Mm -hmm. If anyone's local. Um, I asked if his family was German because... When I was in Germany, I was learning about how they have a cake and coffee culture. Mm-hmm. It's in the afternoon at like 3 p.m. Where like people would be at work and then they would leave around 3 and go to the local bakery and get like a piece of cake, have a coffee, and then go back to work. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's exactly what we do, except we do it at morning. 10 a.m. Yeah. And turns out his family is German. So it's like, I wonder if it is this weird thing that kind of came... It over must with be. them. Yeah. But also it's funny because 10 a.m. here is probably like close to yeah, 3 that's p.m. True. over there. So that it's like true. this simultaneous like German thing that we're all doing. Subconsciously connected. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that's that interesting? Cool. That is cool. Yeah. But that's one thing, that's like my favorite thing to do when Robert and I are traveling in Europe, especially, yeah. is to have a moment kind of mid mid to late morning. Where we go to a nice coffee shop and just get a yeah. treat and a coffee. Yeah. And, you know, because so we're on vacation, good. we're just chilling. Yeah, just chilling. Relaxed. Yeah. yeah. It's great. That is good. Other things. I found a hookah game on Amazon, so we'll link to that. So did you, like, what What do you do with um, it? Here, I'll pull it up. Um, So I think it's best said by, it's like conversation starters. Okay. So I think you pull a card and then um, it's, yeah, it's uh, encouraging friends and family to share their stories and discuss the big and small things in life. So 300 thought-provoking yeah. questions and create the right atmosphere for a huga evening. That That's could be fun. cool if you're hosting, like, a dinner party or something. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, twinkle lights and candles. Yeah, so I had some recommendations for this. Um, I And these, this would be good for you in the apartment here. Yeah. Which is, I recently got... This twinkle light set from Crate and Barrel, Mm -hmm. but it's like the really thin wire with the really tiny lights on it. Yeah, like fairy lights. Yeah, fairy lights. And it's nice because it's battery powered, so you don't have to be near an outlet or anything Mm -hmm. for it. So that set I actually wove around our one ivy plant in our living room, but it's great because it has a timer setting. Oh, nice. So I have it set... To be on... It's like, I'll get home from work, and if it's not on already, by the time we take the dog and come back, it's on. And then it stays on for six hours. So then, like, it's on all evening, and I don't have to worry about turning it off right, before bed. Right, it's just going to go. And yeah, so it's like, as the light goes down outside, these twinkle lights come on. And I love them so much, I actually just got another set at Home Depot, um, which were about the same price, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that set, I just kind of, like, wound it up into, like, a mess and put it into a vintage ball jar. Nice. So it kind of looks like a firefly lantern kind of thing. And that is set on our bookshelf. And the battery pack is, like, sticking out of it but kind of hidden behind it. Mm -hmm. And so that – it's on the same schedule. And it's so, yeah, it's kind of like this little cozy Cozy, lamp. Cozy, yeah. But, yeah, I love that they – like, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to, you know – get home from work and turn on all these cozy lights like it's just on for me that's nice and then like I said I can just go to bed and I know that my living room is still cozy but it's going to take care of yeah, itself I could definitely see that in like our ceiling or something like that just like, yeah or even or just even like on our bookshelf bookshelf or something yeah. um and then in terms of candles last year was when I first started really getting into the whole candle lighting thing and I would light them in our dining room which we don't really spend time in, but we're always walking through to get from the living room to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it's very dark in there. So I started just lighting candles to help with that feeling of cozy and stuff Mm -hmm. in the evening. But then I realized that I don't always want a scent for one thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm very picky about scents in my house. Yeah. And then number two, I'm constantly worried about my house catching on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So... I got, for Christmas, from Grandma Santa, because um, <laughs> I asked for it, Yeah. some of those battery-powered candles. Mm-hmm. So, like, the look of it is not as luscious as an actual candle, uh-huh. but it still gives you that sense of it. And so I have a Especially set of Especially for three. a room that you're not really hanging out in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it's like, if for whatever reason I kind of forget to turn them off, It's whatever. It's not going to burn my house down. Right. You know? Right. (laughs) Or, like, yeah, if I'm upstairs for a bit and then come back down, I'm not like, oh, God, did did that candle go crazy? Um, So, yeah, you can get bigger sets, but mine is just a set of three. They're all different heights. And then there's also a remote. So, like, I don't have to turn them on individually. I just have a little remote, (laughs) turn them on. Yeah. That's cool. And then they're on. Yeah, I'm a big fan of a candle. Yeah, tell us the name of this candle because it smells so good. So... I wasn't a candle gal till the whole hygge thing really settled in. Mm -hmm. Um, Scandinavians go through more candles than any other country. Or sorry, Danish people go through the country. Denmark goes through more candles. And Denmark's not that big. Yeah. They go through more candles than any country in the world. Wow. So they're big into this candle thing. Mm -hmm. So they're into unscented white pillar candles, which is what I have here. They're just little baby ones. Uh And I have them in little glass uh, votives, I guess they're called. Oh, so Um, did you get the glass thing separate from the candle? I did. So I have these glass votives separate. And then if you look up there, I have spare candles Mm. just ready. So when I'm done with one of these, I'll pop that out and put another one in. So where did you get the glass thing? Target. And the candle itself is from Target. Target. Yep. Sweet. I'm going there yep. tomorrow. Go get this. These were <laughs> super cheap. I got them on clearance and they're probably still there or some equivalent of that. Uh-huh. And it's nice because if you get the right size, you just know that, well, I'm out. I'm going to go get more of those unscented pillar candles, pop them in, whatever. It's very yeah. exchangeable. Uh-huh. And you can get different size ones too. So you can have different, you know, heights or whatever. Mm-hmm. The only scented candle I found... Well, I have a couple other ones but they're more expensive, like from Anthropology. Yeah. Love the volcano. That's my yeah. that's my favorite. Too expensive. Candle. Um, so I'll link to it. I get it from Amazon. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know if it's much cheaper or not. But like it's, it's a great it's smell. It's like the only candle, yeah. scented candle I buy. Yeah. It's that and then I found this um scent from Target called Sugared Birch. It smells, it smells so good. like the best. It's not too piney. No, but it smells like Christmas. It smells like Christmas. But also not overkill. No, it's very subtle. And I am someone who's super, like, I'll get a headache from pretty much any scent. Mm-hmm. And this has never triggered me. But Sugared Birch smells like the best, like, sugar with pine yeah. scent. Not vanilla. Mm hmm. It's just this very Christmassy yeah. scent. Well, yeah, it kind of smells like um, a Christmas market or yeah. something. And like I told you last week, it smells to me like, and this is also kind of a hugger ritual I had in college, where when it was the end of the semester before Christmas and it's cold out, maybe it's snowing, I would take myself, this was my self-care in college, <laughs> I would go to Anthro in Philly, which it's by Rittenhouse. It's It's their flagship store. It's in an old mansion. It's beautiful. And I wouldn't buy a darn thing because I didn't have any money because I was a broke college kid. But just walking around Anthro Mm -hmm. and touching things, looking at things, kind of fantasizing about my future life when I might be able to buy them. But I feel like it smelled like this when I was there at that time of year. Yeah. The sugared birch scent, if it's there, I'm buying it. And this is pretty yeah. tiny and it's lasted me for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's by Hearth and Hand by Magnolia, which I've, here's the thing though. I think I've seen this scent not with that brand too, but it okay. is at Target. Sugared Birch. It is the jam. Yeah. I'm going to Target tomorrow. I'm probably be <laughs> buying all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get more of these votives and more candles just to like have them to put different places. But yeah, they do the job. And you can, yeah. you can wash them out, too. So, like, let's say, for example, your, your wax builds up in a certain part. Then you can, like, clean it out and just put a new one in there. Yeah, that's good because yeah. I've, I've never really looked for a good unscented candles before. It's but They're the cheapest really nice. ones. They're the cheapest ones. They're mm-hmm. unscented. They won't give you a headache. And you don't have to worry about waste. You know how, like, yeah. you have a candle and then you have that jar and you're like, well, I guess I'll recycle this, I guess. Right. But this is just... You boom. just pop a new candle in. Yep. Also on the candle thing, um, the woman Caroline Joy, Mm -hmm. who has the blog Unfancy, Mm -hmm. last year she shared on her Instagram story that she's kind of very into this cozy feeling as well and rituals and stuff. Um, She had collected, I think over a few years, she's been collecting vintage candlesticks. Oh, nice. And so and she had them like all different heights and slightly different. They're all brass, I think. And so she, on her mantle, she had a fireplace mantle in the house they were living in. So she had them all set up with just plain white candles in them. And then she had this ritual of when it hits that dusk moment where, you know, the sun's going down and everything and it's getting dark, she would light these candles on her mantle.
1: And it love was just it. this, like,
0: soothing thing. And it was like, okay, now we're going into peaceful evening time. Love it. Yeah, so I thought that was really nice. And that might have been my inspiration for getting candles, now that I think about I kinda it. I kind of love that. Now I kind of want to do that. Yeah. But I don't really have a mantle. Oh, well. Yeah. Or you, you have to like find your own one. one. Yeah. Or, like, a bookshelf or something. Or, like, a, yeah, little yeah. cubby area. Um oh, gosh. Obviously, cozy blankets, too. This blanket my mom made. Oh. She, um crochets and knits so she made this for me for christmas it's like enough for one person it's not enough to share with two but Mm -hmm. this is always on our couch yeah i mean yeah cozy like sleepwear yeah gotta have it There's so many things. We covered a lot. I know. And this is why we're not doing a listener question (laughs) or recommendations. We just gave you a bunch of recommendations. Yeah, we had a lot of (laughs) of recommendations peppered in throughout that. Um, But yeah, we knew we were excited about this topic. We knew we had a lot to say. So to keep this episode (laughs) a reasonable amount of time, we are skipping our last two normal sections. But if you did call or leave us an email or a voicemail, Mm -hmm. we'll get to it next time. Yeah. Also, please... Let us know, like, what your huga rituals are. Yeah. What makes you feel cozy? Maybe there's something we didn't mention that you do. Yeah. What are your huga rituals? Are yeah. you someone who's tried huga and failed miserably? Yeah. Or does all this stuff make you uncomfortable for some weird reason? Yeah. Or if you have done hugga that, um, what, what, how does it benefit you? Like, yeah. Because I think that after my day, I felt so much better mm-hmm. moving into the week. Yeah. It was amazing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe someone else can get other benefits from Plus it then too. then you still had Sunday to, you know, mm-hmm. prep yourself for the week and be productive and stuff. Yeah. So, if you've yeah. experienced hookah or whatever, call mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sitting through all that. I hope we gave you lots of inspiration for how to like embrace the season. My hope is that you're listening to this either on your commute and it's starting to get cold Mm -hmm. and you're on your way home. Maybe it's raining and you're like, I can't wait to get home and yeah,
1: like cozy.
0: Yeah. Like if that is the case, when you're listening to this, I'm giving you permission right now to go home, put your sweatpants on, order pizza, and then Light like a candle, bitch. don't do any- <laughs> don't do anything that makes you stressed. And yeah, and just say What it. is it with the absence of annoyance? The absence of annoyance. I just want that to be my constant. Just though. tattooed <laughs> on my forehead. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Anyway, oh. yeah. So yeah, if, you, if you're if you loving the podcast or if you want us to talk more about this, let us know. That would be yeah. super awesome. Yeah. Um, but you can subscribe and leave us a review. Um, every review helps us with yeah. our iTunes algorithm that we're constantly trying to fight.
1: We yeah. appreciate
0: whenever you take a minute and do that. It always helps also, us out. Also, please tell a friend. Yeah, share us on Instagram, share us on Twitter, wherever mm-hmm. your social meds is. Social meds. Yeah, because that's really the best way to share podcasts. Absolutely. You have to tell someone. If someone tags me and they're like, you need to listen to yeah. this, I'm 10 times more likely to go listen. Exactly. So yeah. go on Just Instagram to, like, or sit a friend down and be like, listen, you have to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Or I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> I'm just this kidding. This is make or break. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you have a friend who's, like, super stressed and hates winter time. Tell them to listen to this episode and maybe we'll inspire them. Yeah. Because that's what we want to do. Yeah. Like, Mom, I know you're listening. I know you hate winter. Try some of these things. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um you can tag us on Instagram on social media. We are at Peace Passport Pizza Pod. Um and you can leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. And then you can find in our show notes we have links to everything we talked about, all these books and like special candles Great and everything. Gift ideas. That's true. You know, Christmas and Hanukkah and whatever else you yeah. celebrate is coming up um <laughs> and then of course everything's at our website passportsandpizza.com yes and if you want to see what we're up to in our day-to-day life give us a follow sarah is at sarah no h underscore cornelius underscore and i am at rome r-o-a-m and go lightly and you're going to share your good stuff on yeah that. i think i'm going to make this a thing for november slash december yeah I think you should. Yeah, just little things. <clears throat> Doesn't have to be too much, but I'll just be saying, "Hook a moment of the day" or whatever. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. thanks to Lars' brother Will for our theme music, and we'll see you next episode. Yeah, we need to finish the sticky bed. I'm gonna have to microwave mine. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yum. All right. Testing our levels. Testing. We're testing, testing our levels. <laughs> How are they? Right. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that good? I think we're good.